1: Good afternoon and happy Monday to everyone. We're opposite of the song from the Carpenters of Rainy Days, Getting Me Down to Us. Rainy Days, Lift Us Up. And I'm delighted that you have decided to be with us on Unity Online Radio today. I am equally excited that today we have a wonderful leading edge thinker, Betsy Thompson, who has written a new book, Walking Through... Illusion, relative to looking at past times with the walks of Jesus and his life. It reminds me of when we first read about the conversations with God and how all of us were awestruck about the possibilities of finding a different paradigm in which to know the truth. So Betsy, welcome to the show today. I am so delighted that you are here and thankful that you're doing the work that you're doing out in the world.
0: Oh, thank you, Temple. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for having me on your show.
1: I wanted to ask you, um, just tell the audience a little bit about your walk in becoming a writer, you know, because people are always curious because there's so many people out there that have ideas and thoughts and ways of channeling within them, and yet they hesitate. Tell us a little bit about your path and how you move from good to amazing to become the Dream and the passion that you wanted to be.
0: Well, I, I actually uh, the the story starts when I was really about five years old because um, my mother was always talking about her grandmother, who she loved very much, and she she evidently um, I looked at a lot like her, and so my mother was always telling me how much I I looked like this woman, and I thought that anybody I looked like that mother loved that was definitely a plus, and so I you know at five in my innocence I thought that I would talk to this woman at night and and see if I was like her in other ways. And uh, I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this, so nobody told me I couldn't. And um, I started asking her questions, and she responded. And uh, it seemed perfectly natural to me. And um, then I thought, well, in my enthusiasm about it, uh, I would tell my sister, who was two years older, what I was doing. And um, her reaction was my first indication of how the rest of the world was going to view this gift, because she was... She, was, she teased me unmercifully for weeks about it, and I felt very traumatized because I was, you know, worried that she would tell other people what I was doing and they would react the same way, and so I stopped doing it. And um, and uh, that was, um, you know, it seemed to me that it was better to, to remain a friend of my sister's. I was very close to her uh, rather than jeopardize that relationship because of these conversations, and so I stopped them. And mm-hmm. then it wasn't until... Uh, about, um, well, a couple years later when, when I guess when I was around nine and the Ouija boards came out as a hot new board game and, and uh, my, my sisters and I were all at the age where we thought haunted houses were, the, the, you know, a great thing to explore. So this sounded like a really great game and, and everybody was getting one and um, so my family got one of these boards too and we couldn't wait to start. And, and then the the the, the uh, pointers started moving around and then we accused each other of faking the results. and. uh <laughs> eventually it was excruciatingly slow for three active children, and I was the only person sitting on the floor playing this game, and then I panicked because I thought, well, isn't this what I was teased for before? And I certainly don't want to be humiliated again, so I stopped playing. And it wasn't until the middle of my life when I was in California and uh, in a v- very bad way, um, almost became a bag lady, and um, I started doing The Course in Miracles, which was all, to me, about taking responsibility for my life. And so I said, well, um, you know, I I wanted to start taking responsibility in in every area of my life. And one of those areas was to reclaim this gift and to say, you know, this is something I can do. So uh, I'm willing to do it. I want to do it. Um, And so I I sort of said a prayer that uh, I was willing to honor this gift, but I would need a job to support me while I did it. And three weeks later, I had the job that I had for the next 18 years that supported me while I did all my writing. It was almost as if, I said to the universe, the uh, that the universe said to me: "Okay, if you're ready, uh, we're ready, and let's go." Mm-hmm. And so that's how that's how it began, and it just started with me asking questions and writing the answers down. I had no idea where it would take me, but I, but I was inspired to see where it would take me.
1: You know, the the place that you're talking about in the space in consciousness that we get to is exactly what I teach oftenly, often to various people is that a lot of times people will say I'm you know I'm waiting on my dreams to come true one day when my dreams come true but it's really it's um, my dreams are waiting on me to come true and that's exactly what you're saying is you stepped into this space that says this is me up till now I have hesitated and or been afraid but I'm stepping into this space now and I'm ready for the universe to respond. So you became true within yourself, and when you did, then everything to support that, you know, came into, into being. And I think that's right. a, a key point and a very helpful point um, for people to understand that are listening to us is because so many people never write the book, never sing the song, never have the love because they're in a waiting to get everything all put together, mode, and they right. are waiting and waiting and waiting. Right? <laughs> so right.
0: Well, yes. And if you're in a, if you're in a waiting mood in the moment, you're going to be a waiting in a waiting mood in the future because the future is like the second later. So exactly, you 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 have to be in a doing mode and and an acceptance mode. I mean, it took me a long time to actually uh, accept that I could do this and say you know. I, and even after I started doing it, I was hesitant to tell anybody because when I started. It was very strange to most people. It isn't like it is today when people just accept this as another gift that, it, that it is welcome. Then it was you were, like, really out there and really strange. And I came from a very conservative background, and uh, as you can tell by how my sister reacted. And so it was um, it was difficult for me to let go completely and say this is who I am and come completely out of the closet. In fact, I didn't do it until about a year and a half ago Um uh, even with my last book, which is The Mirror Theory, which is the first book in this series, I was embarrassed to say that I was channeling Jesus, and so I called Jesus Charlie. <laughs> it, was, it, now it, it sounds mm-hmm. funny now, but then mm-hmm. for this book, um, I said, you know, I'm going to just come out of the closet completely and be who I am and let the chips fall where they may. And, of course, since I've done that, I've been much more relaxed and happy, and everything is falling into place more easily because there's nothing to hide.
1: No, and and playing full out. There's so many people that can benefit from your message. And as you were talking, I thought, wow, we must have grew up in the same community. <laughs> and I will, I will say, you know, in my years of shamanism and supporting other people in their soul path and soul journey, where a lot of people have had fragmentation and hesitation, etc. Um, you see the same kind of thing. You see this imprint, or you see that all of us had this mirroring when we were little that told us that we were not okay. And, and therefore, we still sometimes feel that hesitancy or we feel that same kind of, as David Friedman said last week on my show, he was talking about how we feel that sensation. But good for you that you felt the sensation, Um, I mean, first of all, you decided to call Jesus Charlie, but then in your book, Walking Through Illusion, you felt the sensation, but you did it anyway, and I think that's the key, you know, that you stepped into it, you stepped into your amazing life, and because now that you're fully in that, Um, these are the kind of people that you will start attracting in your life. And I am excited about that because, like I told you, I I can see this as like when I picked up the book in the the 80s or early 90s of Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God. Well, he was literally talking about having all these conversations with God, and it really expanded people's awareness. And now you're talking about that you've asked Jesus about these various things and the people that... He hung out with in his time and it's very insightful and some of your writings are are very rich and deep and um, allow people in their willingness to look at a different paradigm. I love um, what you say about beliefs that you believe that we don't take our beliefs with us when we leave here we take the love we found from having them. That's powerful. Yeah, it's so that is powerful because it powerful. means
0: it doesn't matter what religion you are, what faith you are, what color you are, what nationality you are, what country you're from, or if, you, or if you're alien, an alien from outer space, it doesn't matter because the only, the only reason you're here is to find love and however you find it is the way for you. So, you know, it's not that somebody else's way is better. Your your way and what feels comfortable for you is the way that works, and that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm.
1: I love um, in the book, in the chapter, Beliefs, how important are beliefs. Every scenario in which you've forgotten to love is waiting for a miracle. I love that.
0: Yeah. Well, I Give think that's us... what we do. I think we come here and we set up these challenges for ourselves. And uh, we we choose the challenges that we think will work uh, where we can uh, discover forgiveness and release and letting go. And, um, and, and if that's the goal for me here, I chose well because <laughs> I've had a lot of reasons to forgive and let go and release. And, uh, but I think that's what we do for ourselves because when we come here, we, we want to expand our hearts. We want to become uh, a more inclusive, and so we set up the challenges that we think for us are going to force us and push us to to take that that leap of faith and that leap in growth. Mm, and when you think of it that way, really, your challenges are a gift that you give to yourself.
1: They're just showing up through different uh, characters in the movie, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I believe that we, before we come here, we sit around and we, we're with people we love We're planning our journey, and I'm saying to myself, well, this is a challenge that I really need uh, for, for instance, I need to, I need to go through betrayal. betray. I need to be betrayed because I, in a past life I didn't really understand what I was, was happening when I betrayed somebody else. And so one of my friends who loves me dearly jumps in and says, oh, well, I need a lesson around that, so I'll be the one who betrays you. And so then we go through this and we get these challenges, and then when we leave here we, we meet up with these people again, and, and the person who played that role for me says, well, how did it work? Did it work for you? And I say, yeah, it really worked. Thanks so much. <laughs> and so you're, you know, you're planning what you think is going to help you, and so it's the gift you're giving yourself, and it, you have to see it. It's all about seeing it in a way of how, how that challenge pushed you into a place where uh, you needed to go. It, 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 it opened the, the bridge for you to walk through uh, a challenge to where you needed to be and the feelings you needed to find. And when you realize how you have grown from what, from what you have lived, you can see it as a gift instead of a curse.
1: It's so true, and, and, and um, I was just having a conversation with someone this morning that was extremely rich, and, and I was saying that along my life path, I'm so grateful that I've found a different relationship with the appearance of adversarial energy because that's some of the, the greatest teachings that you'll ever receive, as you're saying. You know, it's the very things that sometimes appear to be working against you, that ultimately, that's where the the greatest gifts lie in becoming um, stronger and more courageous, um, more developed, and a willingness to speak your truth, and just all those things that are that are called out, you know. Right,
0: and you know when you think about it, um, the the person who is your adversary, uh, you know, they are they are playing that role for your sake because they care. I mean. Why would they do it otherwise? If they didn't care about your growth, they're trying to. They're trying to. While they live their life, they're giving you the opportunity you asked for, and so they're they're hopeful that you will uh, learn what you wanted to learn from facing that challenge. And I'm I'm sure that when we get when we leave here, we're all playing together again and saying, you know, asking each other how how their how their plan worked and how their journey evolved, and did they learn this and did they learn that and did, they, did their hopes come true and and so I, I've, you know, just been about a whole different view for me of my life and the challenges that I went through and and seeing them in a different light. And that's been very life-changing for me because the first half of my life was all about blame, blaming anyone I could find for my for my life. And the second half has been about taking responsibility. And it's a very, a very key thing to take responsibility because once you say to yourself, well, if I created this mess, then I can jolly well create something else. But while you're always playing the victim, you don't feel you have any power to change anything.
1: Well, I love the way that you're you're seeing it and the way that you have identified with the way it works because um, from that perspective, then forgiveness must be as natural as breath. Am I correct? Well, I mean, it's, it's
0: almost like saying there isn't a need to forgive because the person has is playing the role you wanted them to play, and so why would you forgive somebody for playing the role you asked them to play in your life? It's about what can I, what did I, what happened to me, and what did I learn? What was the growth I found from having that challenge? It's really not about the other person, except saying thanks for the challenge and let's and what have I learned from it? Mm-hmm. Because when you know there's really nothing to forgive because you planned that challenge yourself, why would you forgive somebody who? who asked that, okay, I'll be that person for you.
1: That's such a neat perspective. I'm sure that that perspective alone, how long have you looked at it from that way in your life? It,
0: it, for the last 20 years. Mm. But, the, but you know, the first 40 were blame, 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 blame. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's a very depleting and it's a very exhausting attitude to have the, the feeling that you, that you have to find someone to blame because all that do all that does is to attract people into your own life that are ready to blame you for everything because you're always attracting like energy to yourself.
1: Absolutely, you're you're right into that law of cause and effect that's always working. So if you're if you're holding that, then therefore that's that's going to be your experience. Wow, well, goodness, this is just the first segment of the show and I'm like already seeing some of the insights that are going to be so helpful to other people. Please go on Betsy Thompson's website. It's www.betsythompson.com and you can learn more about this incredible book Walking Through Illusion and her other um, things that she does in the community, etc., I'm Temple Hayes, and thank you for joining us, and we will be right back after our break.
3: Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book Discover the Power Within You changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, Exploring Unity's Classic Books, Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And we are learning and exploring different ideas about forgiveness and our beliefs and the way that we many people have held other people accountable for their outcome or their shortcomings. And I love talking with you, Betsy, and your approach and and how you have really learned to embody the Course in Miracles. And I was actually asking you during break, did you discover Course in Miracles at a Unity community? Because we have, throughout the nation, we have so many, as a matter of fact, we host a Course in Miracles group here. So you actually discovered Course in Miracles at a center in California when Marianne Williamson's was leading groups through it.
0: Yeah, she used to lecture like three and four times a week. And uh, when I first started going, I just uh, first time I went, a friend took me, and I was just hooked on what she was saying. And uh, I continually uh, listened for the next two years about. And then after that time, I said to myself, well, what about what about this gift I have? You know, what, what if, it, was, it was beginning to inspire me to say, you know, what is it that I have to contribute and what is it that I have to give and what about this gift that I have? And that's when I decided to um, see what happened if I honored it because I was very poor in a one-bedroom apartment trying to make ends meet and um, not succeeding very well. And uh, I, I was just, uh, I, I, you know, I sort of had to get myself to the bottom uh, where I had no hope, I had no hopes of getting a job. I had no hopes of, of being financially stable. To to say to myself, or to say to spirit, or to say to the universe, whatever um, this, what I've been living so far sure has not worked. So uh, you know, I, the only thing I can do is try something else. And um, so that was when I said, I'm going to accept that I have this gift, and I'm going to nurture it instead of ignore it, and see where it takes me.
1: And, and 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 what uh, an amazing divine appointment that you would run into someone you know like Marianne that is so grounded in that belief and with the course and her ability to teach and a lot of times you know when people will come through the Unity community and all of a sudden they'll find this wrong or that wrong and it's little things it's usually because. Um, the spirit is stirring within them that it's time for them to go and be and and do their own thing, and right. um, and that I I found that too when I was a student you know right before ministerial school I used to sit there and most of the things that the minister was saying not all of them but some I'd go oh now I would have said it like this and oh I would have said okay. it like that and it wasn't really about them at all and obviously that's kind of the whole premise of our show today it's not ever really about the people that are on the outside of our lives it's the it's the what we develop within along our journey and right. that's exactly when i started critiquing him more and more and those teachers it's like it's time for me to walk in my own humility <laughs> by claiming a <laughs> voice and doing doing my own thing and yeah um,
0: yeah and, and, and that's, that's actually what that's what the book is sort of about in the, in the, in the idea that um, each person, in each character in the book is going through uh, their own lessons that are exactly like the lessons that you go through and I go through and everybody goes through uh, and that's one of the purposes of the book to show that it doesn't matter what period of history you're living in, the challenge is always the same because what we see, the picture changes, you know, what we see Uh, in the illusion changes, but the challenge doesn't change. You know, emotions are the same regardless of when you're living. And so everyone is on the same search regardless of when they happen to enter history.
1: Mm -hmm. I love what you say in in the book about truth. Whose truth is the right truth? No one else's beliefs have validity in your life unless you live them, love them, and therefore understand them. That's 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 huge and and I think that or at least in my experience or my perception, let me put it this way, it seems that when you say to people like, as Jesus told us, it's done unto you as you believe, if you don't know how you believe, or think intellectually you don't know, look at your life and that will share with you clearly what you believe, right? right. In that in that way I I think it would serve people in a greater way if they would be willing to really dig deep into what those beliefs are. So well, you... I don't
0: think you have to look far to, te- to know what your truth is because I think we are constantly being mirrored by peer- people who are mirroring our truth to us. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about finding an answer and looking for you know where are we in life because Wherever the people who are in front of you are in their life, that is where you are in your life. They are mirroring you. It is, uh, we live with a, the mirror has no power of its own. It's only reflective. And so it's telling us about ourselves. And Mm -hmm. um, when people say, you know, I need my guide, I need my guide, I say, we always have our guidance because whatever you put out into the universe, the universe is sending back to you. Not because the universe is cruel, but because the universe thinks you want whatever you give to others. Mm hmm so there, there you are. I mean, if you have somebody in your life, I had a personal lesson this that was really powerful about um, facing my mirror all the time. I had a um, person in, who had who, who worked with me, and she was very patronizing, and it was really getting me down and um, bothering me almost every day. And so I went home, and I had this talk with myself, and I said, now I have to put my money where my mouth is and figure this out. How am I, why do I have this person in my life, and why is it bothering me? And so I wrote down on a piece of paper all the ways that she was making me feel, her patronizing attitude was making me feel. And I had a list, a long long list of of feelings and emotions that I had, feeling belittled, not feeling that I was thought worthy of my job and and, um, couldn't do anything that I was supposed to do, and all all that negative stuff. And I said, Now, who am I? This is the question to myself who am I giving this feeling to? And the minute I said that, I realized who it was and it was happening in two ways. The first, I had a, a really good friend who was going through some big changes in her life and she would call and we would talk and she would tell me all her ideas about what she wanted to do and then I would poo-poo her, all her ideas and tell her what I thought she should do. And then the, the, when I started getting these ideas, the other way it was happening, I was getting these wonderful ideas that were meaning, so meaningful to me and changing my life and so important for me that I had this attitude that everybody should have these ideas. And I'm sure that I was making other people feel like, what's the matter with you if you don't get it? Mm -hmm. And as as soon as I realized what I was doing and how I had attracted this person into my life, it put me in the position where I could say, wait a minute, I don't have to be that person. I can be the person who believes that everybody has the truth they need and everyone has the journey they need. And so I started putting out a different kind of energy. And this person didn't leave my life, and she continued to be exactly who she was. But her attitude didn't impact me anymore. It's just like you have, we have an aura around us, and this aura represents all the ideas that we're putting out into the universe. So, when those, so if we put something out into the universe and something else comes back toward us, it bounces right off our aura. It doesn't impact the heart. And so we really, do, really our energy is a protective um, screen around us. And, and, but if we have been cruel to somebody and then a cruel person comes along, it's going to impact us. If we have not been cool, and a cruel person comes along, it is not going to impact us. We'll notice it. We'll say, "Oh, well, that wasn't very nice," but it won't. It won't. We won't feel it in our heart. And so, mm-hmm. this is what uh, you know. When when people want to know where they are in life, they just have to notice the people around them. How are they behaving? Because that's pretty much how we behave.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so true. And it it comes back immediately. Don't you find, I mean, if you have an experience with somebody that you perhaps didn't come from the highest place that you could, then you see a reflection just within a day of something very similar in that experience, you know, coming back at you.
0: Yeah, it does. And it also our body is a wonderful help in this way too because our body reflects to us everything that we are putting out there. And uh, when we say that something is wrong out there, the body gets the message that something is wrong, and so something goes wrong with the body because the body um, believes that everything is love. It's, it has the mental. The body itself is just energy that's reflective of whatever's going on in our mind, and so it takes whatever our mind gives it. And so I had a this. Um, I had this uh, thing in my back. It was like a lump in my back, and I was very nervous about it because. I have a lot of cancer in my family, and so I went to the, the – the doctor knows my history, and I went to the doctor, and and she said, well, you have a lump, and I want you to go in tomorrow morning for an MRI. So I came home that night, and I did, did a meditation. I did a really deep meditation, and I asked myself – well, first of all, I went to Louise Hay's book, and I asked her what uh, to, to look in and see what <laughs> lumps were all mm-hmm. about. And her book said it's about holding on to grudges and, and resentment. And I realized immediately as soon as I read that that I'd been holding a grudge against somebody – or the way, for things that had happened years ago. And in the past three months, I had been reliving it and reliving it and reliving it, (laughs) you know, over (laughs) and over again, all Mm -hmm. that resentment. So I went into a deep meditation that night, releasing this person, and asking myself, what had I learned because I had gone through that stage with that person? What had resulted that was positive? And as I did this deep meditation, I felt this, you know, like deep into the meditation, a creamy light of warmth coming up through my toes all the way up through my body it was the most amazing feeling and i went in the next morning for the mri i came home the doctor called me in the afternoon she said well it doesn't show up on the mri but i want you to go in for more tests and i said well before i go in for more tests i want to tell you what happened and so i told her what happened and she said well come in this afternoon and let me take a look and so i went in and the lump was gone and so I really believe that the body is very reflective and it will it will help you and tell you exactly what it is that needs you need to heal if you listen to it.
1: hmm Thank heavens for Louise Hay, huh? I mean oh, yeah. what, what a great um map to look at for your life and various things with metaphysics and the body reflecting what's going on with the emotional body and, and the mind. It's just such a a great thing and a wonderful tool to yeah. use in meditation for sure yeah
0: and, and just it's just about being honest, you know you must be honest with yourself about what is going on in your head and what is going what it is your thoughts are centered around at that time, and just you know who cares it's just between you and your soul. It's not like you're shouting out to the world, you know I'm resentful <laughs> you're, just you're, just, you're just you're just going over with yourself and uh, and then nobody has to know it. If you don't ever want to share what happened, you don't have to. Um, in fact, that's that's the whole attitude I had when I was writing the book, that uh, when sometimes the, the subject seemed a little controversial, I always said to myself, well, you don't have to share this with anybody. Uh, you can just write this book for yourself, and if you don't want to share it, who cares? You know, it's, and, and the gift, that I always heard this reminder from Jesus, the gift is for you. What you do with it is up to you. And so mm. it's the same way, you know, you can just uh, do this thing that's exercised by yourself and... Be honest, and then, and, and then you realize once you're honest, it tells you you get the answer from being honest.
1: I've always, um, somewhere along the way, I heard a great idea um, in that it's the statement I am responsible to, I am not responsible for. And that's always helped me so much with sharing information or, or giving the ideas that I believe very strongly in, is I'm responsible to my relationship with them. And I am not responsible for how people receive them and or use them or don't use them in their lives. And that's always been very helpful to me because people hear things like you were saying earlier, according to the mirror that they are at. When did you, um, when you started deepening the fact that you actually felt that Jesus was talking to you, and you started writing those down. Did you find that the more you claimed that relationship, that the more information was coming to you, or was it a, a phase in which you developed this ability of channeling the information? How did that deepen? No, yeah,
0: it was a, it was a phase actually, because what happened was I I, um, I re- my son I told my son about this incident with my. Uh, my sister when i was young when we were using the ouija boards and uh, we had a big laugh over it and but as a joke he gave me a ouija board for my birthday three weeks later and so i said to him well you have to come over and play this game with me because it's for two or more people so he came over and we got this beautiful message um in all that you do say and think you are the love of god now and forever but it took us four hours to get the message <laughs> and my son said you know mom from here on you're on your own uh you know he didn't he wasn't willing to sit there for four hours to get a message, you know. And so the next day I started all by by myself, and I heard, welcome home. And I was hooked. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was a process because it was very slow at first. And uh, when I would go to letter to letter and hear, uh, you know, form a word, then, then gradually I would go to a letter and hear a word, then I would go to a letter and hear a sentence, then I would go to a letter and I would hear a thought, and now, you know, I, I, I just don't I don't need any kind of prop at all uh, because I my attention to the process is enough. But it was a very important progressive um, uh, procedure for me to go through because there was a lot of prejudice around the Ouija board. A lot of people thought it was evil um, and the message of the devil. And I had to go through this process of realizing that the, the board is a piece of cardboard. And it's just as silly to say that a piece of cardboard has evil as it is to say a rag has evil. It's... Um, it's a tool it's a tool like a piano is a tool for a musician or an easel is a tool for a painter it's not the fault of the of the um easel if the painter is in a in a horrible mood and uh, in a rage and splashes paint all over the easel it's it's not the fault of the piano if the if the pianist is is making chaotic music. So it's about also that idea, of again, of responsibility, of taking responsibility for what is happening with this gift that you have. And I think that it doesn't matter what gift it is, that it, we have to take responsibility for what comes out of the gift. I always use the example of Churchill and Hitler. They both had the gift of oration, um, they but they used it differently. And um, or the gift of movie making, one person uses it to create *Gone with the Wind*, another person uses it to, cr- to create child pornography. So it's about personal responsibility, and 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 always will be because it is about uh, what is what you have to acknowledge that um, you're using your gift in a loving way, and you have to insist that it be used that way to yourself.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's that powerful aspect that we call choice. Well, I'm very grateful that we made the choice to have you, Betsy Thompson, on our show today. (laughs) And those of you that are listening, again, it's BetsyThompson.com. She has out a new book, Walking Through Illusion, and we are enjoying the richness of this conversation today. If you enjoy these types of programs, we are grateful that you continue to support Unity Online Radio and again, be sure and write us at Amazing at UnityFM. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll be right back.
3: Many people, like myself, desire more out of life. I want more out of my work, my daily interactions, and my relationships, including my connection with the divine. So when I found
4: Unity House's new book by the Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard called Good Questions, a lot of things started making sense. Dear Tom, how can I believe in the integrity of God if I can't believe in my own integrity? From K.A. in Iowa. Dear K.A., God's goodness is independent of your highs and lows, but lighten up on yourself, my friend. Everybody has gloomy spells in their moral and spiritual life. Everyone makes mistakes. Self-doubt is endemic to the species Homo sapiens. People tend to doubt themselves and to be their own worst critics. All people fall short of their goals. In fact, that's one of the classic definitions of sin. But making mistakes, even really, really bad ones, does not define who you are. You are Imago Dei, the spiritual image and likeness of God. The divine spirit within is your true identity, now and forever. Dr. Tom's an expert in
3: metaphysical Christianity who is sometimes passionate, sometimes funny, but always ready to tackle the agonizing questions about life and our spiritual path. His book, Good Questions Answering Letters from the Edge of Doubt, is a must read for those of us who listen to his show here on Unity FM or read his column in Unity Magazine. Get your copy today online at unity.org and click on the shop link.
2: Looking for work is work. But it can also be extremely rewarding, and it doesn't have to be difficult. Judy Pilot invites you to tune into Help Wanted, making the most of your job search, for practical advice about how to look for work, and create a consciousness of service and value that will help you put your best foot forward every step of the way. Get answers to your questions about resumes, cover letters, Searching online and prepping for interviews and learn how to organize a successful search strategy. Join Judy every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central for Help Wanted, making the most of your job search. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Letting go now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
1: Welcome back everyone and happy Monday. It's just a great day and a great day to celebrate life. We're getting some wonderful concepts and practical ideas and how to move from good to amazing. And Betsy Thompson is our guest today. And Betsy, Um, I'm so glad that I've had the opportunity to get to know you, and I'm so grateful that you found me on Facebook. Thank heavens for Facebook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I'm grateful that I found you, too.
1: It's just a wonderful connection, and I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you also. Your book, as I have stated before, is like, has that freshness of when we all were reading Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh or book, Walking Through Illusion, by Betsy Otter Thompson, gives us insights and paradigms as if Jesus was talking about the relationships that he had in his time on earth as a human being having this spiritual enlightenment. And one of the chapters that you talk about is life and why is life so unfair? And I think that's a, an interesting one because we're kind of coded throughout our human life of people saying, well, you know, it just doesn't seem fair or it just isn't fair, like this kind of victim approach to things. And it's kind of ingrained, you know, in our languaging. Uh, throughout our childhood, we hear a lot of people and teachers and speakers say that around us. You say that in matter or out of matter, the fairness you want is the fairness you need to give.
0: Yeah, and we only get confused because we think it's the picture that's supposed to be fair, while it's really the emotion that needs to be fair. Emotionally, uh, the universe is very fair. It It always gives us back what we give to others. But we don't always see justice playing out in the picture the way we think it should, uh, because the picture is just an illusion, it doesn't it doesn't have any power to be fair or unfair. It's just reflective. So it is it is whether we whether we understand where how a person is um, suffering for the suffering they gave is beside the point. We don't have to understand that. We don't have to understand other people's past. In fact, it's impossible to understand it because they are they come here from their emotional past, and heaven knows what that is. might might be a hundred lifetimes and we don't know about that we don't have to know about it we only have to know if we are be- being the fair person that we want to attract back to us and it is it is all about this this is all about an emotional journey and whenever we get caught up in what the picture is supposed to be we're going to feel confused because the picture isn't 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 uh, uh it, it isn't driven by fairness it's it's driven by reflection and by emotion and that's that's why we have to rethink how we're looking at things. The picture is an illusion. It, it could be here today and gone tomorrow. And it is, you can't call something that, is, that, that it could be here today and gone tomorrow as real. But when we leave here, we, we take our emotion with us and we have our emotion with us into eternity. So that is the real journey. And we get confused when we think the picture. You know, that we have to have this in the picture to be happy. We have to have that in the picture to be happy. But if we aren't happy in the moment with what we have, we're not going to be happy with what we get.
1: When you ask um, Jesus to give you the answer of who struggled with fairness around him, he alluded to it being John. John struggled with fairness, and he did because he refused to see the difference between speaking of friendship and being a friend. That's so powerful. And you could kind of take that and put a lot of words in it, right? (laughs)
0: And he also made the mistake of thinking that he had God on his side. But God doesn't take sides. God relates to emotions, so whatever emotion John gave, God returned to him. Uh, so John had to be on his own side. And, you know, you don't, you, if you think that your beliefs um, give you special privileges, you're in delusion because um, your beliefs don't give you special privileges. Your beliefs are just your beliefs, somebody else's beliefs or somebody else's beliefs. And whoever, you know, if a person has a certain set of beliefs, then they're beneficial to that person right now, or they wouldn't have them. And so it, it's, um, you know, there is, no, there is no, nothing in the illusion can give you preferential treatment. It's all about what you're putting out there emotionally, and it comes back. And it's in that way, the universe is perfectly balanced, and it shows us how balanced it is. You only have to look out into the cosmos to realize that the planet is balanced completely, moment to moment. Anything changes, the universe, the cosmos rearranges to stay in balance because if it didn't stay in balance, it, wouldn't, it would cease to exist. And it is reflecting back to us exactly how our lives work. Our lives are always in balance. We may not like the balance we have, but we're in charge of what it is. And if we don't like what it is, then we can change it so that we, are, we, have, a, we have a different balance. And um, I think that's what Jesus' statement, do unto others what you would have them do unto you, is all about. He wanted people to treat each other kindly for their own sakes because he knew that was the only way to guarantee they would get what they wanted.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. So are there any processes that you recommend that people can... Expand themselves emotionally. What are some of the things that you've done in the last five years that have really uh, helped you become more centered and grounded in your faith and in your truth?
0: Well, when I when I um, when people come to me and they say, for instance, if a person says to me, "I want to find my soulmate," I say, "Okay, take a piece of paper and write down all the qualities you want your your soulmate to have." You want them to be considerate. You want them to be kind and loving. You want them to honor your truth. You want them to be whatever. Uh, Write down all the qualities you want that person to have and then start giving those qualities to others because that's the only way you're going to attract that person into your life. If you want to have a person who honors, uh, who's inclusive of of all the people in this earth and, and is kind and tolerant, then you have to be kind and tolerant and inclusive because if you aren't, that person who is kind and tolerant is going to be finding people that reflect him, not you. So you have to be the person that you want other people to be. And I think this is the one idea that has impacted me more than anything else. I've heard over and over again, it doesn't matter what you do, Betsy. It's how you do it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you want to say goodbye to somebody in your life, it doesn't matter. That's OK. It's just what you, the way you do it is what you invite back to you. So, I mean, this is, the, this is what I try to live by right now. I'm not saying that I always succeed, uh, but I'm always trying. And I, also to remember that the illusion is it's just the illusion. It has no power uh, beyond that. So if you talk about somebody uh, who isn't with you, that person still receives that message. They may not consciously know that they've received that message, but the soul within that person has received that message and that, that message that you send has a feeling attached to it, and it is a feeling that is received. So if you're sending out a nasty message or a, a judgment, judgmental message uh, or an unkind uh, sentence about them, they, that person receives that from you, and although they may not know what you said when they see you again, they have felt what you said, because there are no secrets in the world of emotion. You can't hide an emotion behind a wall or inside a house. It, it's put out there, and once it's out there, it's out in the universe on a vibration and reaches its target and then comes back to us like a boomerang. So it, you have to remember that the world we live in is not the world of illusion in terms of our emotions and our feelings. The world that we live in is tr- truly emotional. I mean, when you think about your childhood, is the, things, the things that you remember about your childhood are the things that impacted you emotionally. There's millions and millions and millions of moments in your childhood you don't remember because there was nothing for you to learn about yourself from those moments. But the moments that you remember, there is something important in that, in terms of your own growth, about that moment. And so this is what our journey is about. And when we remember, when we forget that, we get confused, we get angry, we get, we go, we go into blame, uh, and, and all the uncomfortable feelings. And so that's. That's what I need to remember for myself. That I, whatever I put out there, I'm going to get back. So I'm, I, I better be careful about what I'm putting out there.
1: Mm-hmm. You say that to remember your past is one thing; to remember it clearly is another.
0: Right. About how and you, how you view it. For instance, I, when, I had a very Difficult relationship with my mother, and uh, I blamed her for a long time for everything bad in my life. Uh, but the truth is that when I saw, saw it from a different angle and asked myself what, did, what happened what did I learn that was beneficial from, from the, the way my mother was? because she had ideas I didn't agree with any almost, you know it was almost black and white, whatever she said I disagreed with, whatever I said she disagreed with. She had a different philosophy of life. She had different interests in her life than I had. And we, we didn't have much in common. But while I was saying to myself, well, what I was feeling for my mother was that I wasn't really the daughter she wanted me to be. But I, I was saying to myself and to her at the same time, you're not the mother I want you to be. So we were perfect mirrors in that way. But uh, emotionally, we were, we, were, we were mirrors of each other. But I, when I look back on it, she, the gift she was to me was that because I couldn't agree with her on anything, it pushed me to find what I did agree with. It pushed me to find what I was interested in. And she was a catalyst for me. Uh, you know, I ha- I ch- I'm sure I chose this childhood, and ch- I'm sure I chose her. I'm sure she volunteered to be this catalyst for me uh, because, she, because she loved me so much and cared that I would find what I needed to find. And so when I saw it from that point of view that she was a catalyst that pushed me to find ideas that would work for me, uh, then, then she became a gift, and I saw. I can see it in a different light, a completely different light. You know, I, I feel grateful to her for the person she was, instead of cursing her out every other word.
1: And it's so apparent that she uh, she did a great job because uh, look at the the great things that you were able to receive for that. I I speak about that often myself. That some relationships teach us what we want and some aren't able to offer what we want and therefore we're able to go out into new spaces and new endeavors and find that and create that for ourselves. I just want yeah. to remind everyone uh, Betsy about your website betsythompson.com and I'm I'm looking forward to having you on the show again. I love your insights and and the clarity of your your thinking it 's always encouraging to meet people along the way that are that are very clear and committed to what their work is and and how they have allowed uh, th- their dreams to come th- true by stepping into it so thank you for continuing to live from good to amazing and for oh. the insights that you have offered uh, all of us this afternoon again i 'd like to thank our audience for joining us and please pass this one on to your friends so that they too can have some of the moments that we've had together this afternoon. So thank you, Betsy.
0: Thank you, Temple, for having me. It's been wonderful to share and um, delighted to be with with you, and I would love to come on the show again.
1: Absolutely. Please stay in touch and and, uh, join me on Twitter and Facebook, and, and let's get you connected again on our show, okay?
0: That would be wonderful. Thank you.
1: All right, and thank you everyone out there for supporting this wonderful Unity Online Radio that allows people the ideas and thoughts and concepts to live an incredible and amazing life. I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank you for for joining us and for being with us today. And next week, uh, we have more in store for you, so... You never know what you're gonna get on Unity Online, so. Wondering what's happening at Unity Village? Join Dean Ted Collins and guests each Monday at
2: 2 p.m. Central Time as he hosts Village Events and Voices from Unity Village. Stay connected with Unity Village and get news on retreats, special events, newly published authors, and various ways you or your center can be part of the many exciting opportunities Unity Village has to offer. Tune in to catch live interviews of Unity speakers, authors, and newsmakers. It's Village Events and Voices with host Ted Collins, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Reverend Jim Rosemurgee. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now in the silence. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily, or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive! Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you, here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.